This episode is brought to you by Tabletop Dominion, purveyors of handmade dice and artisan gaming accessories. Why not head over to tabletopdominion.com and use the code BELLOW to enjoy 10% off your order. Who knows, maybe you will find your very own blue dice of power. I'm here with René Pierre. Hello, René Pierre. Hey, how's it going? Very well, very well. Come in. Welcome to the Command Pod. Take a seat anywhere. Not there. (laughs) Not there. René Pierre is from Fari RPGs and is here to talk about... uh, You're here to talk about your Kickstarter for the Stoneburner RPG. Why don't you give us a quick overview? Just tell us about Stoneburner. Tell us about the game, the setting, the concept. Right, yeah, of course. So uh, Stoneburner is what I'd call sci-fantasy, solo-friendly, TTRPG of demon hunting and community building in a cursed asteroid mine uh, that's owned by dwarves. Everyone plays a dwarf in this game space, badass dwarves. Yes. And uh, yeah, like the, the goal of the, the players basically in this uh, in this game is to like explore cursed mines, loot them and fight demons along the way go back to uh, your settlement and then uh, salvage and sell the loot to be able to get credits and then use your credits to rebuild a thriving community in this uh, asteroid belt that we call the Long Belt. So that's kind of like the, the, the pitch. So the, the kind of classic old school um, fantasy RPG trope, the group of adventurous heroes or whatever, exploring, slaying bad things, grabbing treasure. It's sort of along those lines, but it's asteroids, space, dwarves basically right and like the the reason why like you're you're actually doing all of this is because all the players are actually uh distant relatives to uh broker Longneck, which uh was like maybe your grand great great uncle who uh passed away and you're only you're is uh only surviving relatives so you yeah. ubiquitous you those those uh those mines you've been left the mines bequeathed the mines and you and your fellow dwarves are exploring settling whatever so you know i'm sold <laughs> basically <laughs> Tell me a little bit, it's the Breathless RPG engine, isn't it? Yeah, it's based on the Breathless SRD, which is something that I've published and written uh, around like uh, February of last year. So Breathless is this horror survival uh, minimalist RPG, which fits on a single piece of paper. So like it's a little pamphlet that you fold into. So you've got the cover, all the rules and the character sheet on a single piece of paper. And then around that same time last year, I released the game and I released an open licensed SRD. And like to this day, I think more than 250 Breathless games out there that the community what? have designed. Yeah. Wow. And it's super light, right? I mean, it's like, like you say, it's one page. Right. So the original rules are, are one page, but then there are people who have made like 80 pages long games, like right. hardcover books out of them. And Stoneburner is a little bit like it builds on top of Breathless and adds other mechanics. Like, for example, the original game didn't have anything related to combat and things like that, but Stoneburner yeah. has. So it builds right. on top of it. Our readers, hello readers, by the way, isn't it nice to be listening to something other than our trudge through this cave combat? Our readers, uh, René Pierre, are gamers, they're interested in games. I think we could get into a little bit of the kind of breathless mechanics, if you like. What What's the core, what's the core system? How does it, how does it work? Uh, yeah, sure. So like the um, core thing about breathless is that basically all your, your skills are associated with a die rating, which ranges from a d4 all the way to the d12, right? And when you roll a die, right. die when you want to make a check for something risky, for example, you roll your, your skill die. So, if, for example, if I am like a, a strength that's at a d6, I roll that d6. 
And then on a one, two, it's a failure with a consequence. On a three, four, it's a success with a consequence. And then five plus, yeah. it's a resounding success, right? No consequences. Got but it. The twist is every time yes. that you use a skill, that skill steps down. So when you roll that strength die, if because oh. you've used it, it steps down yes. from a d6 to a d4. Oh, I see. Okay. So, okay. How, what, forever? I mean, you can reset it? How does that... Yeah, you you can reset it. So you've got like multiple oh, okay. skills. Rathas, there are otherwise, six. <laughs> otherwise, everybody just you know, after about an hour and a half, everybody's just sitting around. They can't do anything. Okay, gotcha. So it resets. Yeah. What every day or what? It resets when you want to. The only uh, twist again is that like as as you play, you're becoming more breathless, which is the the title of the game, and it's like a zombie survival game. So the goal is to like uh, you play, okay. you become more breathless, yes. and then you yes. can at some point ask the GM GM. I want to catch my breath. And you can do that at any time. You don't need to like be away from enemies. You can be in the middle of a fight and just say, I want to catch my breath. And then right. all your skills reset. But the GM yes, but. The, Yeah, that, there's a but. Uh, the GM can <laughs> throw a new consequence at the scene. So it's like maybe you were able like to find some safe haven away from all the zombies and you're like, okay, I've got 30 seconds to just catch my breath. And the GM is like, oh yeah, cool, perfect, you catch your breath. But then like this bigger new type of zombie just breaks through the door and now you're stuck Got with it. it. Got yes. it. Very elegant. I, we've been playing a bit of Coriolis recently. I don't know how familiar you are with that. Players are making a skill check or whatever. They can re-roll failed dice when they pray to something called the icons. When they do so, though, they hand a point to the GM and that GM can spend that point on bad things for them. There's a kind of karma element. I like that very much. So it's a mechanic set up for a zombie game, and then you've obviously then you've developed it out to support uh, dwarves, asteroids, exploration, demons. Talk about that a little. We uh, expanded on the the original system, so there's still the breathless core, which is like right. can be found like directly inside the game. Where we expanded it is that like we wanted the game to focus on on combat because it's it's inspired by Doom. Right. It is also inspired by uh, like Deep Rock Galactic, Dwarf Fortress, things like that. So. Combat was important, so we introduced uh, combat rules and combat mechanics that are still very streamlined and always boils down to the same breathless score. So when you want to like uh, attack an enemy, don't roll to hit, you always hit, and then you roll one of your skills, and that's going to determine how much hits or damage you do on an enemy. Got it. Your enemies are represented by die ratings, and they attack you back and things like that. So we added mechanics for this. We have looting mechanics so again like you have a loot die which steps down every time you use it and at some point if you use it too much and you roll like for example one and a two there's trouble ahead and something more complicated like there's a complication that arises we have uh, mechanics for uh salvaging yes. project crafting because we we know dwarves generally like to forge things and create stuff with their hands so we we knew this is something that we yes. wanted to have in the game so we also added mechanics for this and uh, one of the things we're most proud of is uh, our exploration mechanics. So when you want to explore a certain sector of the asteroid belt, the GM takes all of the polyhedral set of dice and throws them on the table. And by oh. using some, yeah, <laughs> and using like the, the physical location of the dice on the table, they yes. circle things up and map certain areas together. And this is basically the path that the players will be able to take. And every single die is actually mapped to a table for that sector to generate points of interest and random events that will happen and will you read the present. number yeah that's genius you read the number off the dice that tells you what's there and then the distribution of the dice tells you where's where right basically right 
and yeah, that's that's exactly that's it. Goal. And then depending if the, the number of the dice is even or odd, then that will tell you if certain things are grouped together or if they're blocked by some sort of obstacle. And the goal of the game is to have as many of those sectors, tables as possible. So we have stretch goals for like inviting a couple of like other designers to design more sectors, for example. Andrew Board of Pandian Games. We've got Alan from uh, Gallon Knight Games, Sean and Navy Drake from a couple of Drakes, and even uh, Spencer Campbell from GLRPG. So we've got uh, we've got big plans. Solo friendly. Talk to me about what you mean by solo friendly. Right. So the game can be played the, the way that I play it with my own group is like we. It's very much like we. I'm the GM and I've got my players. Right. So it's very much traditional. Right. Listen, a that, classic. That classic. Yeah. Though the game is very much collaborative in in general, like not everything stays on the on the GM's shoulder. So like the game really encourages everyone to like take a go at making the universe more their own. What we mean by solo friendly is that everything was written from the perspective of the players. So like when you read the book, you can take it and read it and play it by yourself. Not just because like the game is aimed towards you reading the book like you being anyone at the table but also because we included two in-game oracle which help players like if you want to play it by yourself they will help you answer a bunch of questions like uh, many questions that you might have about where you want your story to go and we also yeah. include like so many random tables that like if you want to play by yourself and you're like oh i don't exactly know where the story should go next we have like tables for like generating tension drama world sparks npcs demons and, and whatnot so it's on a Kickstarter. It is. Happy Star Wars Day, by the way. It's May the 4th. And your Kickstarter's running to the mm -hmm. 10th, is that right? The 11th. The 11th. Okay, so readers, we have a week. And you're doing well so far? Yeah, it's been, it's like, the, the response has been quite astonishing. Like, we funded in two hours. We have hundreds of backers uh, wow. right now. And we're way over our, wow. our original goal. So, like, things are going extremely well. We've got stretch goals that we didn't plan for because we, we thought this would stay relatively right. small. But the response has been, like, completely astonishing. The whole approach to Kickstarter is something that I just find mystifying and terrifying. But it sounds like you got it basically exactly right. Talk about the fulfillment and the goals and all of that. Is this your first Kickstarter? I mean, how, how are you approaching all of those kind of mechanics? This is my first Kickstarter, though it is not my first uh, crowdfunding project. So there was a lot right. of unknowns that we wanted to get right as to like how we want to like put the game every, uh, all together and then print it and then ship it. We're partnering with Indie Press Revolutions. They're in the uh, United States and they're going to handle everything that's right. related to like fulfillment and all of that so we've got we've got uh that all the handled uh, but everything everything you're shipping physical product or is that is that one of the tiers uh yeah there are like two tiers there's uh, one for the pdf right. and one for the got pdf it. and the physical copy which is uh, going to be around like a uh, more than 80 pages perhaps 100 maybe more wow. uh, pure bound copy uh, of the game so basically you got one page of the core breathless system and then 79 pages of stone burner magic stuff yeah, that's that's basically it. And a lot of it is like filled cool. with like beautiful art from Galen. Like he's he's such a talented artist and like a, a wonderful friend of I, mine. And like yeah, uh, he's very good. I really like I really like the art. I like the design. I like the logo. I like everything. I just think it's that's kind of what got me into it. And you got a week to go. So I mean, who knows where you might might go with this? But it sounds like you've got big plans. Readers, head to the Kickstarter app. Head to the Kickstarter site. Search for Stone Burner and get on it if you like the sound of it. Um, dwarves, asteroids. I mean, what's not to like? And René Pierre, how do people find you? How do people find Fari RPGs? How do they find Stoneburner? How do they find you on socials? Give us all of those those details. You can find me on Twitter at R P D E S H A I E S. 
my website for Fari RPGs, it's F-A-R-I-R-P-G's.com or search for Stormburner Kickstarter on Google or on Kickstarter and you're, you're most definitely going to find it. I mean, that's basically everything that anybody could ever need. Readers, just a quick recap. So a Kickstarter finishes on the 11th of May. So check it out as soon as you can. I beseech, I implore you. Go to Kickstarter and search for Stoneburner or open your phone. You're listening to this now. Open your phone. Click on the link in the show notes. It'll take you straight there. Check it out. You've got until the 11th of May. So if you like dwarves, if you like asteroids, sounds like it should be your thing. Well, thanks very much for coming in, René Pierre. It's been great to have you here in the Command Pod. Readers, we're always grateful for an email. Uh, Ratings and reviews are always good news. Oh, that rhymed. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us in all the usual places. I have no other news or information for you. Thank you very much, René Pierre. Thank you so much. Uh, Let us push on with episode 140 of the Billowing Hilltop podcast, Surge and Destroy. Sorry, what were you saying, Johnny, about your your smoke cloud? Well, did anybody else see the smoke cloud? Oh, I see. I mean, as in, is it real? Or yes. is it only <laughs> Is it just me yeah. that thinks this No, is it's like... real. It's real. But this creature's not affected by the smoke cloud. It reacted to you moving up to it whenever that was, a while ago. This is a good true evening, sight yeah, or something like that. By the way. Good evening, everyone. We're off and running Hello. again. Something's going on there. Maybe it's maybe it's got an ability to see through your yeah. Did, did I have weird fog lamp eyes? I was just fucking with you, Johnny. Me? Yeah. So it's not I was a cursed. Just, I just as a joke, battle axe. You don't know. You just don't know. I just asked <laughs> you to make a, a wisdom save when you triggered the smoke, and you. I think you rolled a, not a wonderful number. Yeah, we rolled a very low number, but there was no apparent. It's, it's probably just taking, as a result it's of, more intelligent than you. It's taking over your mind. So, yes, it's got a, yeah, it's ego. A, a sentient. Yeah, it's win. It's win win. Or I'm saying. deluded and I fail the roll. Or both. Both are probably true. Or both. Yeah. Yeah. More likely. Right. Where we left things. Where did we leave things? On twenty, we left things with a lair action. Hello, readers. Hello, professor. Hello, other readers. This odd acidic blob dragon multi-skull creature gets to make lair actions and on 20 is when they happen and just as we finished Sessions' turn we have a conversation in a minute Graham about how high Sessions is up the pipe is he right Right up right up right up there right up (laughs) or not because that may affect stuff but he (laughs) (laughs) I reviewed the tape and the tape says you were 15 feet up, but you didn't specify. And then you dropped Burple off, and then you went back up again, but you didn't specify how high up. What's not clear is whether or not you're 15 feet up the pipe, i.e. 22 feet off the floor, or 15 feet off the floor. 22 feet off the floor. 50 foot of movement. Okay, fine. So you're 20... Number you're 15 one. feet... Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Lucas uh, is with us. <laughs> is he again? Is he? I mean, technically, I suppose. Just throwing numbers around. Nurse! He's out of bed again. (laughs) (laughs) He needs his dice tray changing. On 20, the lair action. The pool of water that covers most of the floor of this cave. There are, in fact, two pools. There's one full of gunky kind of horribleness. And then there's a regular, well, regular-ish pool. Seems to be a bit fizzy and a bit acidic and a bit nasty. Anyway, both of them surge. They surge 20 feet, like full-on... They basically fill pretty much all of the cave. They catch everybody. This kind of giant swoosh. It's like a fl- <laughs> it's like a flush. 
basically. <laughs> it catches Scaly, it catches Bugraft, it catches Burple, it catches Parker. It doesn't catch Burple. Maybe some of the very far edges of the upper shelves to the north, east, and northwest might be unaffected. And it surges up the pipe, but doesn't reach sessions. And we need to get some saving throws from everybody. Everybody effectively is just kind of grabbed by this swirling mass of water. And it's a DC 15. Let's start this evening with a DC 15 strength saving throw. Ooh. That's what we're going to do. Ooh. All right. Well, I'll just, you know, need Tonight's my old dice. Is Parker. Parker. Yeah, there you go. I'll use oh, my old dice. Yeah, that's the safe. Burple saves. Scalio tool. Oh, I think Those I'm going to use my old dice. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute yeah. for everybody. Sorry, I do have... If anybody's within 10 foot of me... Oh, no, none of you are within 10 foot of me. I am. <sighs> but I saved. Bugroft isn't within 10 feet of Scaly. Yeah, He's 10 no. feet away from Scaly. Uh, anyway, I Is saved. Is it you on all saves? Or, okay. I will, I'm just going to... Uh, you save. Scaly's got to decide whether or not to use a thingy. And uh, Parker. 18. 19. Aura protection. While you're conscious, you grant all friendly creatures, including yourself, within 10 feet, plus three bonus to all saving throws. Wow. Oh, there you go. Lovely. That is incredibly useful. That makes you very popular. So I then... Yeah, I... Nope. That, that's going to be enough. Yeah. 20. Okay. So you manage to hold yourselves pretty much in place, but you are all knocked prone by the water. Anybody got any concentration? Yes, I'm concentrating on the wall of force. Oh, of course you are. <laughs> of course you are. Oh, right. Excellent. Well, it's a DC 10. I mean, it's a formality, really. A DC 10 constitution safe. Just want to check. I think. Don't mean. I think have concentration. You might have. You might have some kind of super thing. I think I have. Warcaster. Yes, you have advantage on Constitution saving throws that you make to maintain your concentration on the spell when you take damage. Mm, not going to help. Why? Why doesn't that count? Well, you didn't take damage. Uh, it's a technicality, but an important one. Um. A wheezy wee wham waff Okay. Can use my reaction to take an opportunity attack to cast a spell that has a casting time of one action. Oh, that's mm. quite nice. Okay, it's a constitution saving throw, right? It's a formality. It's there not. you go. Yes, 22. That was 20 on 19. It's Packer. Your prone Packer. Stand up. You're getting a sense that you understand why all of this stuff is smashed up so much. Mm. Does the water um, go back down? Well, like? Yes. It's a kind it's of a, flashing a, effect. It's a flashing effect. It's a surge. Well, I will stand up. That I will move up to it. Yes. Staying away, I assume that this square here, which is half of the... Does that count as squeezed or...? I think we will say that... Can I that stand in that square and act normally or...? These are the kinds of judgments I don't like to make. I don't like the look of that square very much. Sorry, I'm in a good mood. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I think it's less than 50% pool. So I'm right. going to say you're fine. And I will go hackety hack at it. First attack, I'm plus 16. Is a miss. I'm a class. Oh, dear me. That's a miss. 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 Two. Hello, miss. Oh, that's a one. uh, That's unfortunate for you. Um, You can use your luck, though. No, I'm going to save my luck. And I will move back again. You don't draw attacks of what's it thingy? No, because I've attacked it. Oh, I should have done acid damage on you all. But um, I didn't, because I'm dumb as an ox. No, strong as an ox. Daft as a brush, strong as an ox. Anyway, it doesn't matter. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, that was Parker. On 18, it's Uncle Maggie. I'm raging, so I'm going to bash it with the Great Axe of the Timber Dart. Yes. First attack. Okay. 27. 27's a hit against the creature. I do the following damage. Damage. 15 points of damage. That's slashing damage. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And a bit of okay. radiant thrown yeah, in. Yeah. Oh. Next attack is an 18. An 18 is a miss. Ooh. And uh, that was it. Rather disappointing. Well, it's it. Now, what it's going to do is, first of all, it's going to roll the d6. Uh, getting a 5. <laughs> it slides back into its pool a little bit. It might draw an attack of opportunity from uh, one or more of you. It does. Anybody want an attack of opportunity on it as it does so? Yeah, I'll bash. And 26. Yeah, that's a hit. 100%. 10 points of damage. It's pathetic. And tool. Is he going across 18? Oh, it's a miss. It's a miss. And then what it does is it emits this cloud of acidic noxa- noxish. そう、ノクシャス。ノクシャス。ノクシャス。ノクシャス。ノクシャス。ノクシャス。ノクシャス。ノクシャス。ノクシャス。ノクシャス。ノクシャス。ノクシャス。ノクシャス。ノクシャス
Yeah, I've done my own hands. Yeah, I I haven't so decided. A, was that a bonus action? Bonus. Yeah, so okay. there's a bonus action. Bonus action. Yeah. Then you move. Yeah, and I've now got yeah. two attacks, so I can decide whether I hit, whether or not I whether or not to burn spell slots to turn them into a divine smite. Yeah. We're all learning together about this. But is that a no, bonus action? Sorry, readers. No action. No, it's not. It's it's, it's just because you burn a spell slot. First attack at advantage. Shiv. Yeah. Uh, one. I think I'll, I'll take the advantage on that it's, one. It's a miss. Oh, hello, it's a 20. <laughs> well, that is rare. Natural 20. I have to confirm. If you want to take a card, you need to confirm. No, I'm not going to take a card. I'm just going to do the bloody damage. No, no, it's free. Sorry, it's can it's I free. just ask a question? Because I, I don't yeah. think Lay on Hands works the way Paul thinks it does. I can hear the sound of a rug being pulled out from under somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm I don't, quite happy to have a Pathfinder, I think it's it's a free action on yourself, oh. an action on someone else. In 5e, I think it's an action to do it, whoever you do it on. It is, you're right, it's an action. So, okay. So I've had an action, oh, I can only you have an action at right up to it, and then you realise as you get there that you've run out of... I've run out of actions. actions. You're just standing... Oh. I think... Damn, we were very nice to you at the end of the last session. I'm minded to be nice to you again. Um, I don't think Tool would not understand this. So I think Tool lays on hands, and then you can decide what to do after that. Well, then he'll do a... Right. You, you could do a haste. He's got no attacks. He's got... You can do a haste, but... No, that... Which, uh, which no. action? No, you're right. This is an exemplary, it has to be said. No, it never is, so. though. We can... You've got a bonus action if you have one, and you've got a move if you'd like one. No. That's where we are. No, not going to do anything. I'm going to... Uh, so you're all done. You're all done. I might just move away a bit. Away? Away? Yeah, I'll go back in. Oh, Don't worry, up. I'm going to go back in. That took a while, but we got sort of got there. Yeah, that's right. On 11, it's buttledy happily hoo You're on your ass. Oh, you didn't stand up either. <laughs> Skating. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter, because... You got... It just doesn't matter. We got there. He's got enough movement to... Yeah. Stand yes. up and move. But sorry, just before Scaly finishes, you know you have spells well, uh, that are bonus actions, yeah? Yeah. Paul? So you could cast one of those so that you use your bonus action this round. Some of them last a while. I'd need to have a look. I don't want to slow things down. I'll have a look. If I find anything useful, I'll, I'll shout. I'm going to scour through my spell list <laughs> to see if there's anything that I can... Yeah. Uh, was I still knocked over even, even though I was levitating? You were levitating? I'm not levitating. <laughs> no, I well, wasn't then levitating. That's probably why. Yeah, that's probably why I got knocked over. Um, <laughs> got all these spells. They're yeah, all concentration, the guys. Yeah, the concentration -y spells. And Graham forced me to do that wall of force. So I will try dissonant whispers on it. I've done me lightning, haven't I? You've had a shot with your lightning. It didn't seem to do any damage. No, it didn't. Nothing I do is going to do any damage because it's just got these ridiculous well, it saving the thing that throws. It can choose to save, doesn't it? So somehow we need to. Yeah. When does it go? On eighteen. On twenty, I think. Oh no, on eighteen. Something happens on, on twenty, though. Yeah, it gets a thingy action. This thing has got lair actions. You don't know if it's got legendary actions. Well, it had the. Yeah. It chose to save last week. There's something called legendary resistance. It's not an action. Mm -hmm. Anyone wounded? Not badly. I um. <clears throat> I'm gonna heal. You wouldn't do. be bad if you <laughs> can do it. Have range. you got anything that will force it to make to use its legendary resistance? Yeah. No. Everything's concentration. Even Otto's a resistant yeah. darts. Concentration. Can you, can you do? I've got synaptic static. Fire. 
Oh, synaptic static. Which is a saving throw. I mean, it's quite chunky. It's fifth level. Why don't we just do dissonant whispers? Synaptic static, it takes damage even if it saves, right? Yeah, yeah. half damage. But with Same the advantage of with... it then basically having to take off a d6 on everything it does afterwards, right? If it fails. Yeah, but I mean... But it can choose to save. That's the problem with synaptic static. It's quite a chunky spell. One thing we could do is if I manage to hit it, it can also make a saving throw against Stunning Strike. If it then chooses to make that save, then that would use up that action. It's my round. Yeah. Now, I'm just wondering whether you could ready an action, because I go after sessions. But then I'm casting the spell, it does its thing. Well, not only that, but readying a spell requires concentration. Yeah, true. It would drop the wall of force. (sighs) Okay. Okay, I'm going to do a third level dissonant whispers on it let's have a wisdom save dc 16 let me look up its wisdom save i can see that now ladies and gentlemen it makes that save comfortably okay well it takes half of save of 20 so it takes 10 points of psychic damage psychic damage let me just see if psychic damage is on the list it's not on the list there you go right so now we know it's subject uh, to psychic damage eight points of psychic 10 Oh, 10 points of psychic damage. Yeah. I mean, that extra two points is, you know... Well, every little helps. Absolutely vital. I'm just wondering, what's what's the terrain like around this this pool? The one near you? Yeah. It's like a little bowl-shaped depression that the pool is taking up the majority of. And then you've got the two shelves, raised areas to the north, east and the northwest that are like lubes. But how far did area. it expand, I guess, is... If I moved round to the west, you, well, would it... Well, you're not certain, mm. obviously. I'll tell you what, give me a... Pers- give me a, just a straight intelligence check. I don't know why... I don't know what... Yeah, okay, let's go for intelligence. Not perception, investigation, insight. You're making a judgment, I think, based upon what your experience was, which was mostly submerged. Well, that's a really good number. You think that the area that you're sizing up mm. was immersed and thinking about it, it all looks a little bit damp over there. But, critically, you think that the areas at the backs of the two raised areas may have been left untouched. And how easy would it be to move up? It's a bit of a clamber. It's two squares to clamber up. That makes sense? Yes, but I don't have that kind of move. That's three squares to stand up, isn't it? And it's three squares to stand up, of course. Yes. So I can I can get to there. So you're in the corner with the packing crates, a little bit south of Parker. Readers, none of this makes any sense to you, but it's all theatre of the mind. Let's move on. On 21, sessions, you can see the three black dragon heads peering down at you, silhouetted by the cold, sleet-laden sky. And they look like they're in some kind of conversation with each other on 21 also it is sessions okay so i'm thinking uh-oh but uh, okay that's your turn yeah. parker on 19 <laughs> oh, that's efficient so this this <laughs> pool in front of me is water yes well, it's not in front of you or beneath me yeah uh, the pool on a the first pool is some sort of smelly water is that correct you've got the most tenuous understanding of the pool i have sessions. been down you've done to is the ground you've dipped down yeah. dropped people off and then shot straight back up like a rat up a drain pipe exactly right up right then it your raised brief right. below my feet so I did get a good chance to see it yeah your brief dip down and your sense from the discussion that's been 
zapping about between your colleagues is that there's something a bit funny about that water, something a bit fizzy, and something maybe a little bit acrid. Okay, but essentially water? <laughs> it's... <laughs> is this part water? Control water, yes. Or alkaline. Control water. Acidic water. I think essentially water. So... I don't know what to tell you. Okay, so I'm thinking, guys, that I could do some form of control water to hold the water in some... Yeah, that's a good idea. To push it to one side or to stop it, that might enable us to operate more freely in that space. That'd be good. It's not a bad idea. I'm not quite sure how to shape it, so if anyone has any thoughts... Although now where it's standing, it's basically down moved the pipe? to the back. Have a look at all of this. Yeah, yeah I'm going to drop down the pipe... Cons- you're going to be yeah. Yeah, you're going to share your thoughts with your colleagues. Yeah, and then a very quick six-second conversation. <laughs> I can push it apart. It, it's the description's a bit weird. Oh, you can either. either I think part water is the channel. main one. Part water channel through one. it. So I can part water a huge amount of water, as we've demonstrated in other um, settings. A hundred foot on the side, which is way bigger than. Also, you have you emptied the pool in the shadow world under the ziggurat. Yeah. In the Spire of Long Shadows, or rather Buggy did. So I'm wondering whether I could part water on that pond just to push it out of effect for the... You kind of try and part it on one side, basically, a bit like Gary Lineker or something. Yeah, part <laughs> it so that it... The problem is where, where, where the creature is now, though, it's moved to the back of its acid pool. So the moving that water, water out of the way doesn't really... I mean, don't see what it helps us. Well, it's stopping it flooding the room with the big pool, isn't it? That's what it's doing. Is there a drain anywhere? You could move the water to the drain all right, obviously and have it all that. run away down the drain. There's no drain. When the water did rise up, did it also cover the acid pool or not? Yes. Right. The acid pool also rose up. Both oh, bodies together. of water surged together and whirled around in the room. Oh, okay. So they mixed with one another. Even more mixed than they were before. Okay, right. so there's not going to be some strange reaction when they mix. The surge of the water from that pool wasn't the water in the pool sluicing around the room. It was a sudden and magical expansion of the amount of water Mm -hmm. to fill the entire chamber. I am minded to think that control water Mm -hmm. in some way might allow you to mitigate the effects of that water surge should it happen again. But I just want to make sure that we're clear that we're not talking about... Right, okay, good. I'm more thinking about whether you could use that control water in some kind of offensive way. One of the things you can do with the control water is make a whirlpool. I think it's happy in the water. I don't think it's worried about the water. I think. Couldn't you ready an action so when it this surges forward, you can redirect the flow? Yeah, isn't that a bit of a waste of a turn. No, We're you, you ready the action, the keep it six seconds concentrated on it. Yeah, we're having a it long... It does the thing, and then you trigger yeah, the know. redirected flow, which causes it to move in the direction you choose. That's possible, yeah. Redirect the flow to push it somewhere else. You could redirect it at it. If we can come up with a way of managing that, I think that we would say that using control water might mitigate stuff. You could ready an action to part water, so as soon as it rises up, you then triggers your spell to part it into a trench rather than rising up it just forms a wall on either side I don't know that you need to use the letter of the law and then try and turn that into something useful I think we could kind of be a bit more general as the clock ticks down Mm -hmm. this Parker is very nice this beer Paul oh I'm not drinking doesn't ask so many questions for starters (laughs) (laughs) what's the plan Stan? I'm going to cast control water and I'm going to focus on directing the water 
away from everyone up towards so around buggy in that area if it's not really flowing not much will happen at the moment if it starts surging i guess it will have to move in that direction well we'll see let's hope we don't encounter a point at which we have to adjudicate on this but that's fine on 20 it's lair action time again <laughs> there's no surge of the water that's rather annoying that doesn't mean it's not going to happen at some point Mm-hmm. just going to quickly I need to find a mini from my extensive collection for this oh there we go oh yes <sighs> filling <laughs> what's that the whole area oh, uh, some kind of swarm yeah it seems to be getting bigger creeping doom 20 foot radius Ugh. 20 foot radius the entire area in front of this creature including bug raft and scaly is suddenly absolutely filled with swarming insects it's an area of light obscurement we'll have to look and see what that means in terms of rules actually i have the rules open you have disadvantage on wisdom or perception checks that rely on sight that's basically it any creature in the cloud when it appears must make a constitution saving throw so Uncle Buggy and Scaly, can you please make DC 15 constitution saves? No, it's not poison. What is it? So well, it's various, normal damage. No. Yeah. Various immunities. It's just normal damage. It's bitey, bitey damage. Um, 12. What was it? 15. DC no. 15. Do you have an orc dice? Do you want to use it? I've used it. No, I'm if talking it's about a strength like... thing or a frightened or poison or I think dexterity or like advantage. It's going to be insect plague or something, isn't it? It's insects biting you. It's going to be piercing damage, you think. Bitey, bitey, okay. nasty damage. No, I failed. Okay. In fact, it's a lethal poison effect that... No. It's... <laughs> well, I'm immune. You take the following piercing damage as the horrible insects bite into your tiny forms. I take half damage because I'm raging. Five points of piercing damage. Scaly, you take ten points of piercing damage. Okay, I but drop on the floor kick my legs in the air and go uh, 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 I'm gonna die into the pool uh, help <laughs> help no and now it's Parker on 19 kill them um Tueller. I'm going to step forward you I'm going to do fist of unbroken air on it it needs to make a strength saving throw DC 15 uh, well let's see whether it makes that saving throw it does with the 15 try another one Okay, well, so it still takes yep. 23 points of damage. We're going to say that's magical, right? I think it's, we've had this discussion I'm, before. Yeah. It's a magical effect. Well, it's a key so, effect. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On 18, it's Uncle Buggy. So I'm moving out of the insect cloud on the western side of the uh, slimy lake. Yeah. Around the northern side of the slimy lake. So you're sort of picking your way round. Yeah, next to it. Right at the yeah, northern edge okay. of the room, and then I'm going to bash it with the great axe. Yeah. Right up. Right, great axe. Right up. Yeah. Oh, it's a 20. 20. Yeah. And my sword does, my thing does something extra on a 20, so it takes another 14 points of damage. You're shouting. It's excited. He's excited. He's very excited. excited. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, roll very damage. Um, oh, my so God. Wow, it's a 12 and 8. Oh, my God. Look at that. Wow. And it's a on a D12 and a D8. That's just maximum damage. And then I've got to double the dice, don't I? On a critical. Yes. So I'll roll that again. Ignore the plus eight on this time. 
Well, that's hopeless. So that's five. And then you 33 plus 14 because of the sharpness. That's 47. And now if I roll another 20, I lop something off. Yes, that's correct. And if you roll another hit, you get to pick a critical card. Yep. So let's see if I can. Let's see if you can. Here we go. Everybody's waiting. Here comes. Big 20. Another 20. You're amazing. I, the severing, I lopped Unbelievable. something off. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow. Right. What am I lopping well, off? Well, it's got limbs. So, I mean... Uh, well, okay, what we're going to do uh, is... It feels like Johnny should choose, I think. There is something going on here that you don't know about that might mean that Johnny's moment of glory turned into a moment of kind of meh. But I would say oh, that, that that seems a little unfortunate. So waiting his whole life for that. It says if the creature has no limb to sever, you lop off no, a portion of the body instead. It is nothing to do with that. It's resistant. I'm going to say that you chop off a couple of tendrils. Your axe blade swoops through them. And there you go. And you get the critical card. And the loss of those tendrils seems to have again, Johnny? further wounded it. Great axe of the timber dark. Nice. And then we're going to Severing. sharpness. Give you a critical card. You want to turn over your card. Bloodied nose, maximum damage. Is that piercing? I think it goes slashing, piercing, bludgeoning, magic. Slashing. You rolled a two and a three on the other dice, so it could have been twenty. So it's another fifteen. And you rolled a five, so it's another fifteen. Well, I mean, they're all round. <laughs> that was pretty fucking Amazing. impressive. I'm never going to do that again, am I? Well, no, that's you probably do it next round. Three million something. It and hisses got, and shrieks. I've got, another, got attack, another attack. I'm afraid. Here we go. Here comes another twenty. Here goes the other one. And it is a twelve. Uh, Twenty-three is a hit. And I do eleven points of damage. Less, less impressive. Okay. Yes, Seventy-three though for the round. That's not yeah. bad. That's not bad. Buggy. <laughs> got my blood up. Why do you do less damage on the second one? I've got this sort of divine smite for my cleric, which oh, I see, only is right. once oh, around. One of, yeah. Parker and Buggy, give me perception checks. Oh, I know what it is. It's all illusionary. That's why it doesn't... Oh, work. God, only a four. Uh, okay, four. and Buggy? Five. A f- Sorry, a, a seven. five? No. Seven. Seven, okay. No, it doesn't matter. We doesn't matter. don't notice a thing. You don't notice a thing. <sighs> Behind one spin. of the barrels, you see the little puppeteer. No, I think it's illusionary. I'm doing illusionary damage. Yeah. It's a cursed item. You think? Yeah. I've still got my flame tongue, but I can't. It takes mm-hmm. a short rest to refocus to it, so I'm um, not really going to bash it. At least it. you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go up and welly it, I think. I'd forgotten how complicated it can be running something like a paladin. Paladins are good. We, they are good. We had a... We, are, we both had a paladin down one dungeon. I can't remember what it was. And yeah, good. Got bash just, things. Yeah, I've just just come in at you know fresh at level thirteen, and it's just like, oh, okay, there's quite a lot going on. What dungeon was it that we we both had a paladin? Our uh, last paladin I had, I think, was when we were doing Rise of the Rune Lords with Mike DMing it. That was a Pathfinder paladin as well. Hmm. So I think I'm just going to attack. Can do Hunter's Mark. Concentrate on that. It's a bonus action. Yeah, I was looking at spells. It's it's an extra bit of damage. I was thinking of actually doing haste because that's you have to that, concentrate on it, which means as soon as you get bashed, yeah. You're well, so hun- Hunter's Mark's also concentrate. Most most, but it's like a first are. level spell, isn't it? Yeah, the other it's one cheap. is to do Bane. Bane's is to ta- not bad if 
but with Bane, I'm either going to do Bane or I'm going to attack it. I can't do both. It takes off 1d4. So it may not make mm. much of a difference, to be honest with you. No, but you might force it to take its legendary defence to avoid it. Oh, I see what you mean. But if it doesn't, and it's only like taking one off, it's not going to really touch it. I don't know. Uncle Buggy, now you get an attack of opportunity fish. Would you like to take it? Yep. This thing is heading away from you. It's heading after Scaly. 25. I'm running quite well. I'll tell is you why I'm running. Hit. The good thing about this axe is it's got good pluses, but it doesn't do very much damage unless I... Uh, Either that or the hand of a certain woodland-based evil figure is... 16 Planet Homage. Scaly, you hear it splashing towards you through the pool. Yep. Okay. It's in the water, mm-hmm. and you're not. It's going to attack you. It's going to try and bite you, and it rolls only a three with the blue dice of power. That is insufficient. And then it attacks you with only two tendrils. Yeah, disadvantage. Two have been severed. The first is a miss, and that's the end of its turn. Natural. With a one. Very unlucky little creature. Nice. God for fucking hell that. Don't pretend that you're at death's door. You've no, no, laid no, no, on no, hands. Sessions has healed you. Yeah, you've had plenty of healing. I've done my lounge hands. You're absolutely fine. Oh, yeah. And then, Scaly, would you like an opportunity to take? Yeah. Have a swing. It's attacked you, and then it's receding back into the pool and into the cloud of insects. Oh, for fuck's oh, sake. I thought it got a one. I thought it's round-ended. It's attacks end on a one. By our convention, your attacks are over, but your move is not. No, by our convention, your round ends. But that's fine if you want to play it like that. Okay, the convention that we've been running is that if you have multiple attacks and you roll a one, you get no more attacks. But should you like to apply that rule from now on and apply it now, I'm more than happy to. I don't care. What? If no. you roll a one, your round is over. No move, no bonus what actions. What are you talking no about, nothing. Dan? What? It's the end of your attacks. We've never said that you can't move. Okay. Like I say, I don't care. Let's... Which is it to be? I'll go with whatever you decide. Well, you're the DM, so... My understanding is that if you roll a one, it happens to Parker all the time. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> is you roll a one, and that's the end of your attacks, and Parker specifically has taken the lucky feat just to try and avoid that eventuality. Yes. But it's never been the understanding that your round is over and that you can't move, but... If I've been misremembering it or whatever, or you don't think that that's fine, then we can change it. No? Okay, so it moves away. Scaly rolled a one and missed it, right? Yeah. And it's Scaly's round. Well, Scaly's not going to go into the water and hasn't got a ranged attack. So I think Scaly's going to do a haste spell on himself. Okay. Anybody got any objections to that? I say in my very quick round. Yeah, do what you want. I was just wondering if there's anything else people thought be better. How are you doing for hit points? I'm alright. I think what I'm going to do is do a haste myself and then move. He seems to be getting at me every single round. And where are you going to move? I'm going to move up north. Up to the north. You're moving up onto the northeastern raised area. Right, where the benches are and stuff. Yeah. Excellento. At the end of your turn, Uncle Buggy, what is your armour class without any natural armour or armour bonus? It's just my dexterity then. I think if you've got, like, um, protection magics that convey an armor class bonus or anything like that, that counts. Plus two half plates, so I get plus two dexterity, so 12. 12? Okay. Two tendrils snake out of the cloud of insects at you. The first one hits armor class 23. Yeah. And the second one hits armor class, well, way more than that. So that's two attacks 
you can half this because of your um, rage. Yeah. You take 17 points of acid damage, so 8 points of acid damage. That was at the end of Scaly's turn. The next person to act is... They haven't right round me or anything like that? No, they just brush against you and do acidy nastiness. Hmm. Well, I will do another Dissonant Whispers, I suppose. It's a... What is it saving throw? Oh, I'll roll it and see what we need. Oh, it's only a six. It's not going to be enough, I think. Uh, what was the DC? 17. It fails. It is going to take that. It's going to take that. Is it? Yep. Okay. 36 points of damage. Psychic? Yeah. And it has to move away from you. Directly away? Yes. Right? As far as it can go? Yes. It runs right up into the raised northwestern area. It runs right to the back of that. Using its reaction. Using it does, its it? reaction, yeah. Anything else from Ability Help You? Yes, he's moving further away from the water. Backing himself up into that yep. corner. Yep. You still think, Burps, that you're not quite safe where you are. Really? You feel that to really be safe, you'd need to be up near where the tables are in the far oh, north. Oh, well, I can do that. One, two, three, four. Eastern corner. Yeah, so there? Yeah. Now you feel you're in an area that looks like it's dry. Okay. Don't know what the dragons are doing. Probably just waiting for something to happen. Uh, session's on 21. Well, the water's not surged, which is... Not yet. Not yet. And I can't see, presumably, I can't see it across this... This is this light obscurement business, it, which is a bit annoying. Is this light obscurement part of concentration well No. No. Okay. I see where you're going with this. Not happening. Well, I'm going to continue been, concentrating on my... Um, I think you can see it. As long as you're at the bottom of the... Okay, I poke my right, head down over the bottom of the thing. Yeah, so it's it's a bit hard to see in the, in the cloud. Right, yeah, you through, can see through, through the... Bu- and, okay. Yeah, you can see through the buzzing cloud of insects. I do toll the dead on it. And you can see it. it. It needs to make a wisdom saving throw or take some damage. Okay, rolling the blue dice of saves, which is being... Oh, what's the DC? That 18. pretty good. It's enough. Uh, it takes uh, any no damage. damage. Uh, no. Target, uh, hang on. If it, since it no, it's that one where you take nothing. You take more moon. damage if you've been wounded. But uh, yeah. Right then, we move on to twenty on twenty. One option I could do a fireball in the middle of this swarm of insects that would possibly get rid of it. I think it's not your go yet. The pool surges again. So sessions. What oh. are we going to do here? Well, I've was trying to direct the water away. So, actually, okay. pretty much to where it is now. Something tells me there should be some kind of a pose check here. But I don't know if I can really work out what that should be. First things first. You could make a spell caster attribute check or something. Graham, you're the rules master. I'm going I don't know, I'm just making it up as we um, go along, but it sounds like if you're no, no, a pose well, check, <laughs> that would make sense. I'm going to roll a d20 and add its spellcasting okay. modifier. Yeah. And... Should I do the same? Whoever gets the highest... But I would prefer some gradation really rather than a you win or I win but we haven't got a mechanism How that, will, that will determine that here we go I get a 17 in total your turn I get a 7 no that's <laughs> not enough okay so the I'm gonna hang my I'm gonna, can yes. I use my luck to re-roll this yes okay I'm gonna use one of my luck points to try re-rolling it I'm trying to turn a 2 into something better yeah. what is your spell casting modifier plus 5 so you need a 13 yeah, I know. to beat me. Yeah, I, I go. Getting a 10. It's 15. Have you used your ought dice yet today? No, I haven't used my ought dice. Would you like to use your ought? No. No. Okay. Water surges through the cavern. A flushing vortex of horror. 
Uncle Buggy, Scaly. You know, if you wanted a gradation, you could just say it, it was less than everyone was protected. That would be a good idea, but we don't need to worry about that because I've now won under the existing system. <laughs> but we were going for another, you know, dip onto uh, the taking dessert the trolley. full spoils. <laughs> <laughs> what number did you get in total? Fifteen. You're two down. I think that seems reasonable. Great. So what I'm going to say is that Scaly has got, Buggy has got, Parker is not got, Burple is not got, and Sessions is oof. Sessions is only five feet away. I'm going to say that you're got, I'm afraid. So Wouldn't Sessions be most is most likely to protect myself? Just out of idle curiosity. Wouldn't it be? Which of the <laughs> unaffected pair is either you or Parker? You choose. I thought you were on the broom anyway, Sessions. I am on the He room. is on the broom, but this thing surges 20 feet up as well as out. Mm, okay. It's either you or Parker. Well, obviously, Sessions chooses <laughs> Sessions, doesn't he? <laughs> okay, so Parker. <laughs> Parker. <laughs> Tool and Buggy have got to make DC 15 strength saves, please. Okay, you got a much better chance of making than me. I've only got, like, plus zero. No, I don't. And I make that save. Ah, there you go. Make that save. Some rolls a one. Choice. I rolled a one, but I'm a hobbit. 18. Okay, Scaly makes a save. I rolled a... Rolling a six. 15. 15 is enough. And I also... Wow. Yeah, I'm also you have rolling a plus advantage nine. anyway, so... That is very, very um, impressive. Get, Uncle yeah. Buggy. Did everybody save? Yep. Yeah. First of all, everybody is prone, but not swirled around. Second of all, and I have remembered this time, everybody takes half of the following acid damage. <laughs> it's all gone very quiet. Mm. It's not that bad. Oof. <laughs> that's a good roll. Everybody takes half of 38 points of acid damage. Obviously, Buggy's going to take less. And there's no, like, dexterity save or anything for that? The strength save is to stay on your feet, but you are immersed. There's nothing you can do about that. I'm saying that because of you made the save, I'm applying a half damage. It's not particularly well specified in the rules uh, okay. that we're using. It's all right. That was on 20. On 19, it's Parker. If the water surged up 20 feet, mm -hmm. what happened to the insects? Uh, good point. I don't think that's particularly well covered. I will say that the insects have gone. Lovely. No, good argument, Lucas. And uh, where is the creature? It's a good question, isn't it? Oh, is it no sign of it. It's vanished. The What's swirl going? subsides, and you look across the chamber, there is no creature. You've just got the two pools as they sort of gently settle back into position. So it might and be it inside just the suddenly. Possibly. It came from that northern green sludge pool. Well, it surged up, and then as it receded, the creature was gone with it. That That is a possibility. Right, okay. Yeah. Um... Well, there's nothing I can do on the pool. I'll search. It. So, but the, you said that the um, the surge of water didn't cover the tables to the north of you. Yeah. No. Well, I'll search them then. There's all sorts of nothing else to do. Junk, Parker, spread around on the floor around those tables. Most of the stuff on them yeah. is kind of alchemical equipment. Most of that stuff has been broken, shattered. But there are surviving bits and bobs. Give me an investigation check. Gladly. Oh, Jesus Christ. Three. You're looking at all this garbage and you can't pick out anything that looks out of the ordinary or not just part of the general detritus. Yeah. Anything else? No? Uh, no. Buggy on 18. I'm going... Standing right next to this pool. I'm going westwards into the area that the uh, creature was and I'm slashing around with the axe in case it's going to be visible. 
got it. You don't come into contact with anything. Again, you can see stuff. There's rocks and boulders. There are some upended and smashed and disturbed barrels and crates and stuff. No creature, no nothing. I've got enough movement to run around that whole area, and if there's, if it's there, I'll bump into it. Yes, I understand. You're just kind of slashing wildly around, covering that area off to make sure it's not there. Nope, you don't find anything. No. On 18, from the northern pool, it resurges. It looks... Revivified. <sighs> refreshed. Got his limbs back? It's got one of its tendrils back, so it's got three tendrils. It turns to face purple... Parker and Scaly and it breathes out a cloud of noxious acidic steam and all of you are going to have to make saving throws against the acid damage and the dreaded strength training poison but we're going to find out next next week week yes I don't feel like we're equipped to fight this creature properly if it's regenerating the way it is then The Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Prince of Red Hand and Age of Worms are copyright by Zoe. The Prince of Red Hand was written by Richard Pett. Music is from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.